boys, girls, children of all ages, it is Bet for the Cycle presented by BetMGM right here on the BetQL Network. Hi, I'm the new guy. I'm Rob. Great to have you. Cody Decker is on the other side of this split screen we have. If you're watching us on YouTube or Twitch, listen, uh, we had every intention of coming back here and dropping Macho Man Randy Savage style elbow drops verbally, of course, on the Denver Broncos because mm-hmm. what? And we're going to come to that. I promise. Uh, if for no other reason, than Cody Decker going off on the Denver Broncos off the air has been amazing to me. So I can't wait to let him do it on the air uh, for all of you. And you are welcome in advance. But as we prepped for that segment in our little break screen, as we got ready for that, the hate and ass one chimed into uh, Dex and I's ears and said, boys, we got a Woj bomb coming out, and it turns out we do. Adrian Wojnarowski from ESPN reporting that we have a trade. And, Deck, I'm interested uh, to have your thoughts because it involves a team that is right next door to you. Of course, the New York Knickerbockers have finalized mm-hmm. a trade with the Toronto Raptors that is going to send OG Ananobi to the Knicks in, uh, in trade for a package that includes R.J. Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly, and draft considerations. We may see some more names pop up into this uh, as we move forward. But OG Ananubi moving from Toronto over to the Knicks. Listen, I like OG as a player. I'll tell you, he's a Mm -hmm. guy that is a gambler, is very, very interesting because his over-under prop points line is always sitting around 17 and a half, 18 and a half. And he's either going to get you 24 or he's going to get you five, right? There's like, Mm -hmm. there's like no in-between. But... I think a lot of that has had to do with the fact that outside of uh, outside of Scotty Barnes and Pascal Siakam, there's not as much of a shot quantity for Ananubi as I think he needs to get into those hot streaks that I'd like mm-hmm. to see him go on more. You put him next to a Brunson and allow Jalen Brunson to be more of a point guard uh, that can shoot the ball. And I, I, I actually really like this move for the Knicks. I don't know how I feel about Barrett and Quickly both going, uh, but I think Anunoby fits in very well with the Knicks lineup as it stands. You still need a true, genuine big man, please, I'm begging you, but I really like the addition of Anunoby to the Knicks. I mean, they do have a big man in Julius Randle. It's just you don't know what Julius Randle is. It's not unlike a situation that I get all the time with Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, who talent-wise is as good as it gets, but I can't stress this enough. This city, New York City, I I don't think it's entirely justified, but Julius Randle is absolutely hated here. If you remember the playoffs last year after they lost the playoffs, people were just literally outside of Madison Square Garden ripping down band. Are you ready, sir? Start your engines. Let's go. Astros Moneyline versus the Marlins. Johnny Cueto, no thank you. 
Yeah. Oh my goodness. How does this affect me personally? Which is absolutely bonkers to me. If you do the middle school math, is 117 yards per game that you gotta post each and every move. And I don't dislike the move at all. I do think uh, I, the quickly of it all is actually what surprised me. If that, I feels like that's a lot to give. Let's just throw a random game out here. Like I don't want, or at least capable of putting together and not moving a piece of what has made the Knicks who they are right now, right? Like if you're going to move somebody out of this lineup that you're kind of getting a one for one, I don't know where the benefit is. I, I guess what I'm saying here, Deck, is I don't know what move you can make that you and I are going to look and go, yeah, that's an addition, right? We're, we're, we're actually mm -hmm. making an addition versus just a swap for another guy uh, because you're, you're, you're kind of out of ammunition at this point, I think. Yeah, and also on top of that, if you're the Cleveland Cavaliers, why would you even do it? They're currently one spot ahead of the Knicks as we currently stand. You know, the Knicks are in the seventh spot. The Cavs are in the sixth spot. The Magic have been, seemingly come back down to reality after their extremely hot start. You know, they're five and five in their last ten. They won their last game, but let's be real clear here. They're not the juggernaut team that they started the season. In. And it's looking like the big three in this division, the Eastern Conference, are the same big three that we were expecting. We were expecting the Celtics. We were expecting the Bucks. We're expecting the 76ers, but maybe not as much as we have in the past, although I do like them a lot more with Maxi than I did Harden. I absolutely do. I think the team is faster. I like the ball in his hands way more than I like in Harden, even though Harden truly believes he is, quote-unquote, the system. Um, I, I think the Knicks have a long way to go still. That's the problem. And it's not because they're not good. They're very good. They're very capable. We got a good coach. And you already mentioned Brunson. Jalen Brunson is a bona fide NBA superstar. It truly is, especially after the comments that came out last week. Which, by the way, the comments from uh, from why am I forgetting her name? Uh, head coach of uh, Vegas, uh, Becky Hamilton. Becky Hammond. So when 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 Becky uh, went out and with those comments, by the way, I don't think any of her comments were out of line. She very much said, no, it's just his size that worries me because what guy at that size takes anybody to the championship outside of Steph Curry? Steph Curry is like at a one of one. There's not a whole lot of guys that are Steph Curry. Uh, that was kind of the point she was making. And then watching him go off immediately throwing up like, a, five, a 50 spot and then another 40 spot and it just to argue back at Becky was amazing. The problem is, like you said, they don't have a bona fide big man that I think they can trust because Julius Randle simply is a guy you cannot trust. And no matter what they do this year, they're not going to be able to put anything together to compete with the Bucks or the Celtics. And quite frankly, as long as Joel Embiid is still over there with the 76ers, they're not going to put anything together to compete with Philly either. Yeah, I'll tell you right now, and I've been saying this for a while, like, there's a couple of teams that I like. Uh, I like the Pacers and what they're doing mm -hmm. with Halliburton. I thought their run through the end-season tournament kind of, not going to say, oh, this team's arrived, but it showed you that they're trending upwards right now. But the Eastern Conference right now, as far as I'm concerned, is a three-horse race. Now, there is the chance that, you know, Apollo and Orlando can kind of recapture that mojo a little bit. Maybe they go on another winning streak. Maybe they kind of put their name in the hat. The Miami Heat just kind of are the Miami Heat. They are the wild card of wild cards across the mm -hmm. NBA, right? Like every every now and then the Heat do something that you go, no, a team led by Tyler Hero is not supposed to be here. But the East feels like a three-horse race. You've got Boston, which with that two-headed monster is tough to bring down. Any team with Giannis on it has a chance. You could put me, you, mm -hmm. and Mario out there with Giannis and we'd have a chance uh, to win a couple of games. Yep. 
And then there's there's Philly, and that's because Joel Embiid is having, I mean, we talked about last year whether or not he should have been the MVP. I still think Jokic should have won it last year, but the reality is Joel Embiid might should be that guy this year with the numbers that he's putting up right now. So uh, I, I'll tell you, I'm almost kind of at a spot where I'm going, all right, I like what the Knicks are doing. I like what the Knicks have built right now. You are what? I think you're, you're, you're five games off the pace of Philly at third right now. Uh, seven games off Milwaukee in, in second and another game behind Boston right there. I'm kind of at the spot where I'm like, hey, yo, you're building a good foundation. But the unfortunate reality is this is not the year. What you need to do right now is kind of settle your team around Brunson, around Ananobi, then take the offseason to find that one. Because I do think you need that one big piece. You mentioned Julius Randle is not beloved by Knicks fans right now. It's under- It's understandable, right? Because mm-hmm. do you trust a team with Julius Randle to be able to stop Giannis Antetokounmpo? No, probably not. So you need to go make a move to kind of match what Milwaukee has in Giannis, what Philly has in Joel Embiid. And you've kind of started building that two-head to go against Tatum and Brown from Boston, but I still need that interior presence. I still think the Knicks are probably a year away from truly being in the Eastern Conference conversation but I like this move as a step in that direction. Now let me see him work around it in the off season. Mm-hmm. And just so we're all clear, this did come to a surprise to plenty of people. How do I know that? Josh Hart, 10 minutes ago. What I wake up to, question mark. Yeah. Also, yeah. also was... why is Josh Hart sleeping all the way till 1 p.m. in the afternoon? That seems like a late time to wake up. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a late night. I'm a late night, late morning guy. You know, like I, I think I got out of bed this, well, I got out of bed at like six 30 to feed the dog, but then I got back out of bed at like 1115. Not all of us are in the gym at 5. AM deck. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not even suggesting 5. AM Josh Hart plays for what team? Listen, I don't care if my man's on an he- off day and he wants to sleep in, he can sleep in, leave him alone. It's 1230. Get up! Be a productive member of society, Josh Hart. You got a game to play. Do the Knicks have a game today, Deck? I do not know, but I do not care. The answer is maybe. <laughs> uh, listen, if you are off, ladies and gentlemen of America, if you have a day off, sleep in, live your day in your pajama pants, all right? Have uh-uh, yourself a uh-uh. slice he's of got a, He's got a game today. Uh-uh. He's got a game today against the Indiana Pacers in Indiana. Well, good, and he needs his rest, Decker. I need him to be well rested. Tyrese and the gang are no joke. This <clears throat> makes sense. You you got a you got a seven p.m. game. You get up at noon. You got a good seven hours to to stretch, warm up, have a salad. You know, take your creatine, whatever you got to do. Take your time, man. There's no hurry here. Free. Take your creatine. Why would he take creatine? That's I don't know. Deck, do water, I do I do I look muscles. like a guy who works out and takes supplements, buddy? Come on. Yes, you do. Look at them guns. By the way, Mario makes a good point in the chat. You talk about this being a move to set up their future. OG being a free agent this summer makes me start to wonder what if this is a move for now. The neck the Knicks can't be done. They just can't be because if he is going to be a free agent this summer and they're not planning on immediately getting into an extension then what is the point of this pick? What's the point of this move? Yeah, that is that is interesting. I, I I almost kind of, and this may just be me being a dummy, I almost kind of wonder if this wasn't like a, like if they know that there was something potentially in the works for an extension, like, yeah, I'll come there and I, I, 
I know he'll be working towards an extension. We don't know what those behind-the-scenes conversations look like. If there was a call between Nick's and the agent, hey, we'll pick your boy up, but we need to make sure he's on for another year. But I don't know. But if it is a one-year deal, uh, it seems like that would be a mistake. Unless you are just deciding we're going all in this year, and if it doesn't work, we're blowing it up. But man, I just I don't see you. I don't see you competing with Boston with this move. And I like Ananobi. I just don't see mm-hmm. this being the move that's going to take you up into that upper echelon of the East. It's going to be interesting. That, what that just tells me is that they're not done. They're not going to bet it all on OG. There's just no way. I and mean, it's not, again, I agree with you. Hell of a player, damn good player. But for one year, knowing full well, even the addition of him is not going to put him in the conversation of the three teams that are in the Eastern Conference right now. Uh, I think they're either not done or, like you said, they're already working out some sort of contract extension. Yeah, then like I said, that was my immediate thought is uh if if there is if there was not something in the cards here that said we're going to be able to extend this guy, we know we're going to give him franchise money or whatever to keep him on board, then this seems like it would be a mistake because I I the addition of OG Ananobi does not elevate. Do I think it makes the Knicks a better team? Yeah, I do. Yes. Even at the cost of RJ Barrett. But does it make them, again, Boston, Milwaukee, or Philly good? No, it is not that much of an addition. You're getting a guy that's giving you, what, 19, 20 points a night, which is big. You take what R.J. Barrett's done in in reserve play out and replace it with that. Yeah, it's going to give you a couple more points per game, but it doesn't elevate you to where the Celtics are. It doesn't elevate you where the Bucks are, the 76ers are. So if this is just a one-year run move, this was not the guy I think you should have made this move for a a Donovan Mitchell would have been more the player you needed to make this move for. Agreed. And I I still think that the Knicks will eventually, whether it's this year or down the road, they will eventually end up with Donovan Mitchell. I just don't see a world where he doesn't play for him. The guy's from New York. The guy's dead dad worked for the Mets for all those years. We knew he wanted to come here. Um, That's my only question. And I got to ask you this, and this is the thing that makes no sense to me. And no one's been able to actually make it make sense to me. Why would the Cavaliers trade Donovan Mitchell right now? They are ahead of the Knicks. They're actually a decent team. Why would they move on from their very best player? Yeah, no, listen, let's be clear. If they end up with a spider, it's not during this regular season. And that may may be why they made this move, right? Like, and and again, I'm going to tell you right now, I like sports. I don't follow the contract side of it because I am, and this is certifiably true, an idiot. And those are big numbers that I'll never have to understand. Unless there is some move here that signing Ananobi for the year, letting him walk at the end of the year opens up a bunch of cap space that they can then present uh, to, 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 a, to a max contract player during the offseason. I'm not going to understand this move, but I'm going to give the Knicks credit and assume they kind of know the direction they're pushing. But I don't see anybody available right now that like takes them to that next level. We'll talk more about this. Turns out, ladies and gentlemen, this may shock you. There's college football games on right now. They don't matter at all, and I'm tired of (laughs) pretending like they do, but you may have gambled on them, so we'll tell you about that when we come back. It's Decker, it's Brown, it's you, it's Bet for the Cycle on the BetQL Network.